beloved, beloved, beloved. Mm. I'm so grateful to be here. The last time I spoke to you in satsang was all those years ago in Tiruvannamalai. But I want to tell you that even though I've not been speaking, you've been the gardener of this garden. And today I want to bring the fruits to your feet. I'm eternally grateful. And it's true what you speak, it seems to take time. Yeah. And there's been storms and droughts and... But now when I look, I just see, I see this as a... Hmm. The Vasanas are like a, like a zombie movie. You know, it's like uh, the parts that have been chopped and killed and then they come and uh, they can be very scary. And yes, 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 yes. But they're not real. Yes, they must be proven to be not real. Mm. And uh, when, when something is scary, we must uh, even look, you know, well, Who is actually scared of it? This is not a cynical question, it is a very useful question. Mm. And to see if it can be recognized, the, one, the, feared, the fearful one. Just to see. Hmm? Just to see. But walk the steps, take the steps and walk with them and look. The one who is afraid. Because of course, the fear manifests inside the body and mind and has maybe even some uh, physiological and psychological reactions is going on. And the breath can be changing. All of this is going on, you see. So of course in the past, you know, we accept this. This is a fact. You see, like that. But I'm pushing to ask, but who is the one suffering from this apparent fact? Mm. And use the fear, you see? How how to find this one is not just the fear, but the one who is afraid. They're linked, you see? So let's try and identify the one who is afraid. You see? Don't just assume, oh, it's me, oh, yeah, yeah. I must try and take some tablets for this or go and see someone for it. Actually, let's look, and we can do it even right now, you see? To look, use the fear as a scent and sniff to find out. It, will, it should take you to the one who is afraid. As I gave an example before, suppose we are sitting here and a very strong smell of gas comes in. I said, oh, this doesn't, this doesn't, this is not healthy at all. Where is it coming from? And you know, the best sniffers start to sniff around. <laughs> and, ah, Muji, it's here, it's here. So why, what, what is it coming from? Oh, it's some old uh, clothes that's been used for something here. Yeah, it's in a corner. Okay, good. Now we can get rid of it. So in the same way, you have to sniff out using this fear to let it take you to the one who is suffering from it. Use the fear, the energy of the fear, and look at who is the one <clears throat> who is afraid. This is the most powerful question, rarely asked, you see, because what tends to happen is the reflex is just to go to the, 
to what you think you know, which is, of course it's me. And there, end of that. Now we must find a remedy. You see? So I ask, let's, let's, if you're going to have a remedy, uh, let's find the one who will take it. Let's go find the one who will take it. And in the very looking itself, see if it can be caught. Just do it. Sit with it. And try. Don't use imagination also. Just, just look. So the fear is here. Fear is here. You know, the fear is here. Okay. You know? And maybe from the mind it comes, you know, you're really, you're not going to last. This is going to really overwhelm you. Who is it speaking to? Who is it speaking to? Try and find. And this real interned attention, it's going to burn something. Please look. You see. And it will, of course, when you look like that, it, it subsides, the power go. But don't rejoice about this, this, this as yet. Keep at it. Where has it gone? Why did it go? Don't just enjoy relief. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. No, no. Look where, where it goes. It come and go. Okay, come again, come again, come, come. Be willing, come, come again. And look, you see, it won't come. Because when you're in that position, you see, it won't come. You're too strong. You come and you're weak to induce the sense of weakness in you. It is as though there's a power also inside that seems to work to sabotage any idea for freedom or independence from the, this governing mindset, from the psychological mind. But when you look like this, you see, you see that he really has no power. It's your belief that empowers and energizes this force of the mind. Identity perpetuates the condition, you see. But when searched for, it has not been found. The one, the sufferer, has not been found. So can there be suffering without a sufferer? Well, it will show up itself somewhere inside. Something is suffering, suffering. Who is suffering? I don't know. I looked, I couldn't find. Look again. And you find that somehow the sense of being gripped by this fear or whatever it is, it can be a jealousy or you know, some kind of anxiety or whatever it is that come, that you break this spell by the looking, by being willing to be found out, to be willing to be exposed. Okay, it's me. I am caught by this thing here and I don't know how to come out. Okay, will the one who is the, weak, who is the, the victim of this please step forward into the weakness box? Please come and sit on the examination table. Introduce the sufferer. But in order to do that, you must go and identify him. He's, he's here. We've caught him. Catch him if you can. Hmm? Guruji, what's, what's been very beautiful for me is to notice that this isn't, it's not about me. Hmm. So as I'm standing here, my body is shaking. It says nothing about me. Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. It's just what happens in this moment. And then if something is not about you, then you don't combine yourself with it. 
you don't pay attention to it. If you don't pay attention to the mind, it dies. You see, you cannot really be troubled by anything that you have no interest in. You have no interest in something. It doesn't register in the consciousness that it even showed up. So when I say interest, I don't mean that you like it. You may really not like it, but it is sufficient to create an impression in the consciousness. You see? In that neutrality of looking from the place that you are, and each day being confirmed more and more, when you search for the sense of the I, where does it rise from? And, uh, and in response, what you find? Just this vastness. Has anybody discovered that? It's yes. just arising out of this vastness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you have to get used to uh, this feeling of emptiness. Mind doesn't like it. He wants to be the best somethingness. <laughs> you see? Nothingness feels like, whoa, you know, it's like no value. Nothingness means no value. But for me, nothingness it means beyond value. You see? And experienced, experiential, you see. Not merely some sort of some new belief. It must be authenticated through experience. When you are getting used to, you not don't try to kind of be empty. No, no, it is there already. It is it just when when we are not holding on to uh, all these um, don't be so quick to define yourself. Because somehow to, to define is to confine, to restrict, to limit. So be labelless unto yourself. If others label you, that's okay, doesn't matter. You don't have to pick that up. But don't define or label your own self. Then where can you come to an edge of your own being? No way. Yeah, you see. Get used to yes. When you when you when you when the, the question if it arises in any form, you know who or where or what is the I or am I? There's no hand going up inside. I'm here. It's there. There is maybe the sense of presence is there also, but also awareness even of the sense of presence. This is this is something more, you see, because the big shift really is from the state of person to presence. In the mode of person, the consciousness is very restricted. Hmm? Is very very much a kind of uh, uh, surrounded by conditioning and conditions. You see, so many things have to be in place before he's all right. Uh, not not comfortable. Always changing shape. He's an amoeba there, always changing shape, never quite comfortable. Yet trying to present itself as though it is tangibly, consistently something, but it's always changing. Many faces we have worn, you see. But uh, 
somehow with, with the coming in of the ability to observe without identifying, that was the first great step. You start to realise, wait a second, all these activities, they are just like clouds passing. Why to identify with any cloud? It's almost gone. You, how, how, you cannot be that cloud. Because if you were that cloud, when it went, you would have also been gone. But you are here to notice its arising, its sense of duration or life, and also its departure. Who are you who witnesses this? Are you also trapped in the bubble of that traffic jam? Are you in there? Do you follow? Because all, all, our, all, all that is, what is, what is it that we are perceiving? Even if you sit alone in a room with no furnishings or nothing like that, you cannot stop experiencing. What are you experiencing? Either some thoughts from the past, or some self-image, or some kind of projection, or the, the, from imagination, or something. That's the usual traffic that comes, or some feeling, you know, some kind of memory that is again reinterpreted through the mind. But, but this is all the traffic that's coming up. These are the clouds that's coming and passing. They're all coming and passing. Don't tie yourself to any phenomenon. So it is perceived without fear, but then also next moment it's not it's not writing itself in your memory. You can simply perceive. Pay attention to to that which perceives perceiving even. Have I gone too far to say like this? So even the functioning of perception itself is perceived. Now where are you now in this? Where even the the movement of attention is observed by that which is unmoving. Are you separate from that which is unmoving? And then who are you here now? Who are you in this place where such things can be confirmed? What is your status? Who are you? you see? All this is just like a funnel deepening, 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 deepening. And every deepening is a sweetening, a sweetening of beauty, a depth of oh my it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. It's too peaceful. It's too beautiful. It's too wonderful. It's too 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 wise. This is too wise. Please try and see and see if it is. That is the inner maturing. That is the maturing. You see. Hmm? Everything is welcome here. Huh? Everything is welcome yes. here. Yes, when everything is open like this, moving in that open space like that, there's no need to to be even controlling obsessively. There's still maybe a use for the sense of control. Some things, no, no, okay. You turn away from some things, turn the attention away. It's not worth it. You have to uh, somehow be very present also in in the perception, but. Um, as I said, when attention is paying attention to attention, 
everything, everything becomes a completely different thing. When we are simply going with things as they arise, going off with them, then the mind becomes very weak, weak in the sense that it, it picks up any little nonsense, any little nonsense, it will get entangled in it. Attention becomes entangled in any little nonsense, you see. But when you are focused you know, and confirmed, but all this is arising is in the field of seeing. And I appear to be in this field, and yet I am also the witness of this field. But as the witness, who am I? Can the witness of all this, can it itself be witnessed? It's too much. Is it difficult what I'm speaking? I, I want to know because, you know, uh, the fruits of it is enduring. They don't fade. They establish such a powerful, a powerful um, I want to use the word presence. Presence will benefit also. It's a Yes. It's by your grace, Guruji. Mm. It's by your grace. Yeah. Self reveals itself to mm. itself. Yes. Yes. The self reveals itself to itself. And in this way, everything, everything keeps changing, and nothing yeah. changes yeah. in any way. Yes. Yeah. Most beautifully, huh? uh, you are not. Uh, manipulating life. You can come out and move about freely and everything is unfolding by itself. And trust grows in that. You don't have to uh, uh, be in the anxiety of, Oh, how am I going to do today? And forget about all of that. Uh, let life take care of life. Let life show itself. Uh, very few people are living in that degree of uh, uh, wiseness, <clears throat> because we are cultured to to act prematurely and to worry and to perceive life as though you know it is um, it, it is almost threatening if you're not ready and all of it. You see, we've imbibed so much uh, falseness, and the one we take ourselves to be is prime, ready to receive all this nonsense. You see. So there's anxiety in the human kingdom like that. We look and somehow people are, you know, uh, moving with haste. We don't let the life come to its ripe unfolding. Somehow we are interfering too early, pushing it about. So always you are eating uh, the fruits. You never taste them as they should be. They're always green. I see people here, you know, in England and all over the place. Eating something they call bananas. <laughs> I said, That is not a banana, it's not ready. You're eating a baby. <laughs> Even it's green, <laughs> like bananas. So I said, Okay, maybe if I could get you a banana from Jamaica or from India, I'll show you what a good banana is. It's not necessarily that it's all nicely yellow or nothing. It can have spots on it, it can have different things. You eat a banana and say, Oh my gosh, 
Is this a banana? Yes, this one is a banana. You see? It is almost like that. It's not a bad example, actually. We are tasting the life prematurely, the food before it's, it's cooked, the bread before it's baked, you're taking it out. <laughs> it's nice, isn't it? <laughs> and so, but because you have not tasted the real thing, you think that is the real thing. And same with the life. Many people, they are acting like this. I say, you know, something is coming, and the mind pushes ahead and say, you know, you know, you know, go now, or else you miss your chance, and you are running out, <laughs> running out. And I say, you know, you're you're opening your parachute too early. You're still in the plane. <laughs> Sometimes even on the ground. <laughs> you know? it, re- it really is quite funny. You see how panic. Uh, creates this uh, ridiculous behavior. And then it, it, we don't grow in trust that life is not your enemy. In fact, you are life itself. And uh, the weaknessing of life also occur to you. So these are the states that come with uh, this, this egoic identity. If it, if it perpetuates, it will continue, you feel. Always some state of anxiety, and all the beings are searching for rest, but they don't know where to how to find rest. You see. Mm. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you thank, my you. Love. thank you. Thank you. Mm. And also, just thank you to the sangha and and the beautiful love and support. Yes. And beautiful beings. Yes. yes I'm so yes. grateful. Yes, yes, yes. This is something very beautiful. Sangha, uh, genuine Sangha, of course, the different stage of maturing and maturity within a Sangha field, but learning from each other very quickly, and not a false, not a false niceness. It's not, you know. Uh, sometimes uh, false niceness can be okay. We know, you know, it's okay, okay. <laughs> I can't deal with it. Better, even if it's for us, okay. I don't want to get into the real you. No, no, no. <laughs> but genuinely, that people they feel a love for you, and because it's not personal, it doesn't take time. I have to check you out, you know. Your background. Are you lovable enough for me? You know? No, just by the nature that you exist, you know that you are the self. When you are the Self, when you are confirmed, you know you are the same Self. The same Self is in everyone. That is love. You see, unstoppable love. <laughs>